Originales, super internacionales, escuchamos tus consejos y aprendemos tus modales. Y aunque somos diferentes, a la vez somos iguales en la misma situación en distintos lugares. This is Nuestra Palabra, Latino writers having their say, on the air. Tuning you into the Latino literary renaissance in all its splendor. Interviews, teatro, rap, fiction, poetry, memorias, composer spotlights, and more. Always más.
All right, we hope you've enjoyed that musical in. Okay. Oh, writers having their say on the air. Today we're going to focus on translating poetry from English to Spanish. And then we will also focus on teatro with a special performance, a special excerpt from a play that is going on in town. And we're happy to bring you a, a glimpse of, in the hopes that perhaps you will go take advantage of that experience in, uh, in 3D, in three dimensions. Of course, at the top of the show, we like to do a little bit of a soapbox because there is so much going on right now. And I just should introduce myself. This is Tony Diaz, El Libro Traficante. And I am actually in the by by the board by Libre Traficante Malu, como estás? She gets her mic. Hey, on. hey, I'm here. And I also am about to turn on the Facebook Live, doing that just a little bit differently. Now, typically, if I do Facebook Live, I go into the other studio. However, what happens is that on this side of the studio, you can't hear. Marlene. So, <laughs> so you I thought, really want to hear me? <laughs> so I thought, you know what? We didn't do Facebook Live today. We had some interesting feedback during the course of last week's Facebook Live. And I do want folks to know that, hey, it's Facebook Live right now, but also we are live on the classic medium of radio, 
90.1 FM KPFT at 100,000 watts. If you're watching on Facebook Live, there's two microphones. I just touched the one, tapity tap tap tap, that emits at 100,000 watts. This other one is strictly for our Facebook Live camera. But I want you to know that neither of these was free. So next week is Pledge Drive. We're going to ask folks to, to call in because instead of commercials, instead of selling you champu or Chevrolets, dang, I give them a free plug. Hey, that's my car. <laughs> Man, right? Okay, now, now she's an official endorsement, I guess. No say. <laughs> um, what we do is we appeal to the folks who listen and I guess watch. And instead of doing commercials, instead of having a sales team, folks call in and pitch in. Next week will be the official fund drive, so please check your bank accounts, balance your checkbooks. We love your support throughout the years. We need it again. Also, you can become a sustainer right now. So if you call KPFT and become a sustainer, that counts towards Nuestra Palabra. Tell them, hey, I'm pledging for Nuestra Palabra. But that goes towards the bigger pool of money. And we pay for all these bills. So I do like Facebook Live because you can't see that there's a light going on. Wave, Marlene. <laughs> also, you get to see some of the equipment on this side. I think when we're in the other booth, you kind of take for granted how much equipment and just a little bit of infrastructure that there is. This is just what you can see right now. Of course, there's a lot more, and we do appreciate the whole team that's here the other 23 hours of the day for us to come to our one hour of magic. <laughs> but we really are committed to the station and hope you will be too. So that's a little bit of an overview. For the soapbox, there's two issues I want to bring up. Of course, a little later, we're going to have an interview with Leona Valenzuela, who is a brilliant writer, teacher, professor, journalist. She writes for Ahora Si in Austin, Texas. She trans she's translated some of our favorite writers, including Sandra Cisneros, La Mera Mera, and she's a macondista. We're going to find out about some of her latest translations by the magic of telephone. But also we've got some playwrights. Our dear friend Ángeles has a new play, so she sent two of her actors to perform some excerpts and talk about that. But at the top of the show... Because there's so much going on, there's at least two issues that I wanted to touch on. One, did you hear Marlene? I don't know if the folks who are watching us right now. Hey, there's Claudia. Como estas, Claudia, our dear friend? She's doing a lot of great shows on the Super Comadre radio program, uh, which is really great. She's a fantastic writer. Uh, Josephine Rojas as well. Give some folks a shout out there. Appreciate the thumbs up as they're watching. And some folks are listening on 90.1 FM KPFT. We'll also post this later on. But I think some folks have heard that Katy Independent School District had a controversial decision where despite public clamoring, they have decided to defund their bilingual program. So the double immersion program, they decided to not fund. And they're arguing that it's, it's because it cost a lot, $1 million. However, parents are saying, well, you're spending more than that on the football stadium True. and sports. And of course, the... KDISD school board voted unanimously to defund it. Now, I also happen to know a couple things. So when I send out the Libro Traficante blast about Mexican American studies and Latino issues, sometimes we get different letters back. Well, one time there was a fella, and I, I'll find the email. He is a school board member for KDISD. And a couple things. First, he said, you're a criminal. So I'm like, what? Wow. <laughs> right? Okay. Like, I'm a criminal. So first of all, that kind of caught me off guard. And then secondly, he disparaged Latino intellectual issues. I'll bring the exact email next show, maybe post it ahead of time. But here's what concerns me. If he is one of those members of the board and he has these 
what I consider discriminatory thoughts, I'll I'll bring them, share them with you. Maybe I'm maybe I'm being oversensitive. I don't think so, but I'll share them no. with you. Maybe next week I'll post them. But if he's got that in his head all the time, then I'm wondering if he he has that in his mind when he's coming up with policy so that they're trying to make this sound like a decision that's based on just logical budgeting. But I'm sorry, if he is sending me emails and saying that I'm a criminal to one, so I got to look into that first. And second, because that makes no sense that he would say that. And, and of course, if he's a public official, to just kind of shoot that off at someone. And secondly, to say something disparaging. And I think the meaning about Latino intellectual issues, that is bothersome and concerning. Because I got to wonder if he's got that rolling around in his biojosa, in his head, <laughs> throughout the day as he teaches the kids, well, votes on policies for students. And there's some powerful pictures where hundreds of parents came out and said that they needed this for their children. Now, some folks may need it because they want the kids to learn English because they're not speaking at home. But anybody with a brain knows that the more languages you speak, the better you're going to do educationally, professionally, internationally. True, true. Right? Especially with Houston being so diverse. And and my own son, hey, I talk the talk and walk the walk. Um, My son speaks English, Spanish, and Turkish. So he's got three languages under there. Hey, Kimmy, how are you? Dual language programs are for the future of our children. I'm reading off what she is saying to us on the Magic of Facebook. Uh, And also, there's 50% Latino in Texas schools. Let's get the children educated. That's great. Hola, Violeta, también. So that's another great point. So not, not just only is this... I think a symptom of how some of these board members view our community, and that doesn't seem to be a good perspective that they hold. We're going to get to the bottom of it. On the other hand, too, just intellectually speaking, education-wise, why wouldn't you want youth to speak more than one language in this day and age? Especially, like you mentioned, in Houston, which is a global business capital, but then also on top of it, hola, hola, Violeta, She's saying hi to me on Facebook. <laughs> but but also in a global society, global the global commerce, global society, it's not coming, it's here. Yeah, it is. It's a done deal. Multimedia, multicultural. So I want to keep people tuned into that. So keep watching KDISD. I posted it on Libro Traficante. Libro Traficante is where we do more than mitote, okay? Yes. <laughs> so if it's going to be controversial political issues, it's, it's, uh, it's Libro Traficante. Of course, Nuestra Palabra Facebook page, we talk about art literature, culture, and they all do overlap. So we invite you to go to that. I also want to talk about this running thread. So, of course, I hope you will look for me on Sundays, Mondays, Tuesdays, Sundays, 7 a.m. What's your point? On Fox 26 Houston. (laughs) You can tape it. But it's worth it. I wake up at 5 to be on that show. But it's worth it. Thank you very much. Political talk show. And, of course, I bring everything back to Latinos, and I make Republicans cry. (laughs) On Mondays, I post on my blog at TonyDiaz.net. The blog is called The Cultural Accelerator. Every Monday at noon, I got a new column because there's not enough places for us to talk about these things. I wish we could talk even longer about the KDASD issue, Mm -hmm. so many other issues. And then also Tuesdays, it's the radio show. Aquí mismo, tú sabes. So thank you guys for, for joining us. Hey, William, 
How you doing, William? Thanks for the shout out. Reyes Ramirez, a great poet, is watching. We should call him and have him do a uh, do him a poem. Actually, Councilman Sammy Casados is too. Hey, gracias for tuning in. Dual programs in Pasadena and Deer Park are very successful programs worth looking into. That's awesome. Thank you so much. He's actually catching us on the Facebook Live and contributing some of his thoughts. He's a councilman who's actually telling us what his thoughts are on policies for having these programs. They seem like a win-win-win to us. Now, the other issue that we've been bringing up, and I posted another uh, column on this, is Ted Cruz Hispanic. <laughs> You've been giving me some great insights. Marlene, is Ted Cruz Hispanic? Before I tell you what everyone else has said. Uh, from what I've heard, he's half Hispanic. Half Hispanic? So that's her answer. Hey, I'm fo- not sure. Folks on Facebook Live, let's hear your answer. And here's where I'm coming from. The whole reason that I wrote about this, and we've been talking about it through our different platforms, is that there was only one senator who voted and to oppose just talking about immigration on the congressional floor. Lucho Silva says, because this is from Transylvania. <laughs> he probably wouldn't claim that either. Now... There's only one person, one senator, who voted against just talking about immigration issues. And this really broke my heart because the DACA issue was on the table. Now, again, they weren't going to pass a bill. They weren't going to implement anything. They were just going to talk about it. And Ted Cruz voted against it. And there's two things that get me. One, him and his family have benefited from the broken immigration system. And yet he has the nerve to turn his back, to turn his back on on our community when we needed him. The second part is, is Ted Cruz does nothing to represent us. That's Kimmy. That, that's my problem right there for one. And secondly, I think in this era of Trump identity politics, we have to have some serious talks about who we're going to say represents us. And... Simply being born a certain place is not going to make you Latino, Latinx, Chicano, Hispanic. And I think, especially for Ted Cruz, I remember seeing footage of him where he does say, I'm Christian first, I'm Republican second. He doesn't say, soy Latino. He doesn't say, I'm Hispanic. And I think we need to bring this up because with the new identity politics, you have to either claim it, and if you claim it, you got to represent us. And if you claim it, then fine. You don't have to agree with us on everything, but that's a serious issue to have. So that's some of the reasons I bring it up. Uh, <laughs> Angeles Romero, hey, the playwright, not Hispanic, just panic. <laughs> so uh, I do want to share uh, some, uh, some of the other thoughts that folks had because they had a lot of great contributions. We put that on Facebook Live. You can read the column if you go to uh, TonyDiaz.net, The Cultural Accelerator. I do want to share your thoughts. This is going to be a running thread. Actually talking to a couple of smart Latinas uh, on the Facebook page, uh, Latinx Scholars, and they had some great insights because they were, they were making the case that, well, you know, uh, he is Cubano. So I'm not I'm not saying if he's Cubano or not. Actually, he hasn't claimed that either. I know his father was born in Cuba. Ted Cruz was born in Canada. <laughs> he renounces Canadian citizenship, so not even Canadians can count on him. But he didn't stick up for the Cubanos when the dry foot law was taken away, if you recall that law that was helping Cubanos become permanent residents once they crossed into Florida and if they touched dry sand they would become permanent residents on the road to becoming full-fledged citizens. I didn't see him raise a peep about that. 
So I think it bears more attention. And uh, let's see, we got a few folks. I oh, I, I want to thank folks for what for watching. Couldn't read that comment on the Facebook Live. We'll look into that more. So I I, I keep wanting to going back to that. We'll bring it up again. I'll write more about it. But I do appreciate your insights. Appreciate you tuning in. And of course, any topics you have, let us know. Of course, Marlene, I love that Marlene is a volunteer. If you want to volunteer for the show, let us know too. Marlene started as a volunteer. She's not running the board. That is I'm so cool. To. I'm trying to. No, Tony, um, not trying to say, change this up. And do me a favor. Stay right by that mic. I'm going to put this one by you so the folks on Facebook can hear you really well. Okay. Um, I know this is mostly about, you know, writing, poetry, but I did come across this thing that's coming up tomorrow. It's a teen awareness, teen violence awareness discussion. Um, I can put the screenshot on Facebook, and it's happening tomorrow from 6 to 8 p.m., and it's mostly about teen dating violence. And I know that is, you know, that happens in every community, but it affects our, our teenagers the most. And I think it's important that parents need to find out what the signs are so if they see them, they can help their, their kids and not have someone get killed or get seriously hurt because they didn't see the signs or they did not recognize them. So this is actually going on by... Uh, Mr. It's hold on. Uh, it's right here. Constable Constable Alan Rosen is uh, who's doing this. Is Harris County Precinct One. Now you do have to register. Like I said, it's tomorrow, but I just came across it. I'll go ahead and post it if anybody's interested. There's a phone number and there's an email. And I think this is something we do need to to pay attention to. Right. No, and in all fairness, we as artists, I think we really broaden the definition of everything we deal with. And you're right. I mean, it's not it's not delineated specifically Latino issue, Hispanic issue, but it affects our community. So you are strong and wise, Marlon. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in on Facebook Live. We're going to turn this off so I can run in that studio to chat with our guest. We're about to talk about teatro and then translations with the amazing Lena Valenzuela y las obras de Ángeles Romero. No se lo pierdan, aquí estamos sintonizados a nuestra palabra, la voz de los escritores latinos. Viva la palabra. I'm going to post this right now. Thank you for all the support. Ciao, ciao. We'll be right back after this music. Stay tuned to nuestra palabra. Ciao. Es el sosiego en plenas curvas, <risa> tremendísima escultura. Tú, mi sexo opuesto, no eres débil, más bien fuerte, sin costilla masculina. Te has creado, puedo verte un poco más que demasiado. Ese rostro maquillado de alegría y de entusiasmo, ahí circula lo pintado. Ni la rosa ni el rosado atribuyen tu intelecto, ni vestidos ni tacones glorifican ese aspecto. Más de libros que de flores, tan segura de ti misma. No te intimidan, no. Tantas pistas de referéndum femenino contra todo este contraste, no hay Cartes para esta geometría clase aparte No hay certamen pa' tu encanto que compita en las muñecas Tú compites pa' quitarte esa mancha de ley seca Libertad proclama clamas, libertad por otras damas Bajo un código penal con su violencia destacada Referendo femenino Cambiando aquel triste camino Combatiente, militante y madre del destino Somos cómplices, mirada sincera que de lo profundo Caminando hacia la libertad Con respeto y dignidad 
manifestación de la madre tierra, deidad con la capacidad de causar guerras, mujer, el más hermoso ser del planeta entero, al despertar te bendigo, me inspiro, te quiero, deliro, resuelvo todo contando contigo, eres parte de mi ser, nacimos para estar unidos y no entiendo como idiotas no notan que eres amor, que un besito de tu boca, una vida pone color, este es el canto de un negrito que desde el fondo la quiere. Respeto para la mujer es del canto de un negrito que desde el fondo la quiere. Bendición para las mujeres, Latinoamérica despierta y date cuenta que la mujer es el ser más valioso del mundo. Es tiempo de que se pare el abuso. Great. Thank you so much for tuning in to Nuestra Palabra, Latino writers having their say on the air. In la cabina, we are speaking with two actors who are having their strings pulled by Ángeles ah. <laughs> as they perform in her play Puntos de Fuga or Vanishing Points. So if you're tuning in to Nuestra Palabra, you learned a cool phrase, Vanishing Point. Son como Puntos de Fuga, right? Like Vanishing Point. I love it. And it will be performed at Mecca, March 2nd and 3rd. Of course, that is right there off of Cane and Silver. If you go down Washington, just turn on Silver, and you'll get to our dear friends at Mecca. And their website is MeccaHouston.org. And we are joined by Lucidis Pineda Turi and Magdalena Cuevas. Hi, buenas noches. Sí, buenas noches. Hi, buenas noches. Thank you so much for joining us. And I'll read a little bit of your bio. Um, a ver, Lucidis is a formally trained language instructor. She's pursued acting as a personal passion since the age of four. Y todavía es muy jovencita, so not that long. But uh, when she was an extra in a production of Martin Luther in Puerto Rico. She considers teaching a form of acting, but enjoys translating those skills into theater. She's enjoyed being involved in local productions at Talento Bellini with Houston and Mecca, while also supporting local Houston Teatro as an audience member. Her identity as a Mexican Honduran American, so that's what's up, <laughs> and her PhD in Latino literature outranks me, also inform her art. She doesn't have, she does not have future productions planned with the exception of courses she teaches at Rice University. Thank you. Thank you for coming out. Thank, oh, you. thank you for coming. And then Magdalena is a graduate of Expressate Academy for the Performing Arts of Theater, Talento Bling with Houston, and certified in specialized studio in training actors, The Natural Being by Absolute Actor Studio. She's participated in Houston in different theater groups in Spanish and bilingual productions, as well as Teatro Educativo, Padres con Poder, Grupo de Teatro Indigo, uh, Grupo Latino Andentas, Espinosa Producciones, Teatro Maktub, IRS Producciones, Teatro Suna, and currently an educator of Talento Bling with Houston. She's also performed in commercials, music videos, short films, and many other productions. Thank you for joining us, Magdalena. Thank you. Thank you. First, tell us what the play is about. 
Sure. I think it's very timely that the play is being produced um, or we're having the stage reading of the play. Um, we have three main characters with a narrator. Uh, Magdalena is going to play the role of a young uh, woman being detained by ICE. We have an ICE official. And then I myself will be playing Marina, who is an Argentinian interpreter, who's interpreting between the young lady being detained by ICE. I'm glad you didn't the... send me no ICE actor here. I, <laughs> <laughs> I might not control myself. Right? <laughs> yes. I know, they're just acting. <laughs> yes, so pretty much Get that fuerte. is the scene. Well, that's sure. intense. Right, so the yeah. majority of the play takes place within the detention center mm. in this office um, with some pretty magical moments in between that I won't spoil for the audience. So. Wow, and you do actually have an excerpt, which we'll hear in a little bit, but yes. so timely that even today, not by design, the Supreme Court ruled that yes. they can hold our gente indefinitely. Yes, yes. And if folks do not understand what that means, I urge them to go to this play yes. because they can get a more profound understanding of why this is so heartbreaking and such terrible news. Yes, and I think the beauty of Ankela's writing for me is really the way that she's developed the three characters as three individuals who happen to be victims of a system, right? Um, so there's not necessarily a villain. You would assume that the officer is the villain, but these are three individuals. I did already. Yeah, oh, I, I, was, I had it <laughs> <Sure>. in for <laughs> But I think the beauty is as she shows in which ways the three of our characters are victims to a larger system that, that uses us. <sighs> I got to understand him and feel for him. Fine. <laughs> Fine. If you want to be deep. <laughs> and, and tell us about that. Give us some insights in the production. So, si uno va, danos unos secretos de, de algo que necesitabas como profundamente entender del guión a mejor o de tu, tu papel. Um, I think the emotional part. Because it, uh, this place is very strong uh, with the emotional, emotional part. Uh, because uh, she is, a, well, my role is a little girl that uh, she has been suffering about um, some uh, violent situations mm. that uh, happened in Mexico, uh, especially with the women uh, from Ciudad Juarez. So she um, she's describing the wow. situation that happened with the, that woman. Mm. And she's a little girl that she needed to work uh, to the maquiladoras in oh the, my of the borders. Yes. Of the border. Um, and, and it's very strong because uh, the play talks a little bit about the violence, about the narcos, about the kidnapped situations. So it's very emotional. That's powerful. And of course, unfortunately, the whole issue of the women of Juarez is not even in the news anymore. And here we have hundreds of women who've been murdered mm -hmm. and that's never been solved, which that ties into so many other issues as well. So that is that is very powerful. Yes. That is very powerful. Well, I tell you what, so then would you be kind enough then to, to sure. share the expert with us? Great. Sure. So I'm going to contextualize a little bit for you. So in this scene that we're about to perform, very short scene, um, you have Marina, the interpreter, and Amalia. Um, and they've gotten to know each other and Amalia is taking Marina on this sort of dreamlike state to recall some of the horrors that as a young girl she lives on the border. So lost in her thoughts, Marina drifts into a deep sleep and begins to dream. En el desierto suele ser frío. Sí, pero también da mucha sed. César me dio una botella con algo amargo. Algo que hace que el mundo se vea diferente. Yo puedo adivinar cosas. 
¿Nos tenemos que topar con una llanta a medio camino? ¡Ahí está! Ahora habrá que parar para entrar al desierto por el lado derecho. Según parece, él no me quiere llevar. Me dice que si estoy segura de que quiero que él me lleve. ¿Pero vos querés que esta flor de fulano te lleve? Voy a abrir la puerta. Si no me llevas con mi hermana, me iré caminando. ¿Y ahora? Ya bajé de la camioneta. Pero me empiezo a hundir en la arena hasta las rodillas. Él me alza de los brazos y yo... Le vomito encima. ¿Pero y vos? ¿Dónde te metes? Estoy en la parte trasera de la camioneta. Voy de espaldas con la boca abierta. The stage goes dark and lights fade in. El suelo está ondulado. Pero después se hace planito y la misma arena nos desliza. Mire. They both look up to admire the starry night. Qué lindo. El cielo está cuajado de estrellas. The stars slowly transform into pinpoints on a map of Ciudad Juárez that indicate the exact locations of where the murdered women are buried. Potente. That's powerful. And, and, and I'm hoping that folks can grab the nuances. You had different versions of Spanish. You had very po powerful imagery as mm -hmm. well. And uh, the subtexts are potent. Yes, I mean, Ankelis is masterful with, with what she's done with this piece. And I think we're just honored to be able to help her interpret this first stage reading of it. That's exciting. And th is this the first stage reading? Lo están yes. estrenando. Yes. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. So she's really hoping to get feedback. We'll have a Q&A at the end of the performance. Um, it's a stage reading, so it's not a full-fledged production. But we're hoping to get feedback from the community and the audience um, as far as with their vision and how they receive the play. So even folks that perhaps think that they don't have um, anything knowledge of Latinos, it might be great for them to come to understand and, and get involved in the art process too. Yes, then. definitely. All are welcome to attend. That's great. So we look forward to you joining this art community March 1st and 2nd. So there'll be two productions. What time? Get us. No, March 2 and 3rd. I'm sorry, March 2nd and 3rd. 2nd and 3rd. Which is Saturday and Sunday. Great. March yeah. 2nd and 3rd. And um, what time? Do you know the Eight. time? 8 p.m. 8 p.m. So it'll be a great night out. Great. Uh, and, any parting words to tell folks to inspire them to go? Um, I think just be prepared. I think uh, folks might think that they have read pieces or if they've seen documentaries or maybe they feel like they've seen other films that um, are geared towards this topic. But I think they're not prepared, like I said before, for those magical moments that we will have. Wow. Literal magical realism. I see. She yes, sold it. You yes. sold it. <laughs> you're you're like a trailer. <laughs> yeah, you need to be prepared uh, with the with the eyes, with the ears, because the plays will uh, transport into a different moment. Love it. Yes. Yeah. Love yes. it. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you so much for, for all that you do. Thank you, Tony. You're Thank experiencing you. Nuestra Palabra, Latino writers having their say, and I can't wait to see all of you there. We'll be right back. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you very much. And, of course, we love Mecca. So I want to give another shout out to their website, which is MeccaHouston.org. And of course, as we get ready for the rest of the show, we're queuing up some music and also getting you uh, some information for contact. The other ev events coming up, of course, we're getting ready for tomorrow. I got your papers right here. Nuestra Palabra is joining Libro Traficante to promote civic engagement so tomorrow 
If you're not registered to vote, join us at Talento Building with the Houston at 333 South Jensen. We'll convene there at 7 p.m. If you are ready, if you already vote, then you need to get ready to become a volunteer deputy registrar. You can sign up there. We'll be having a workshop, which is only one hour long. We're confirming a few places. And once you find out where it's at, you will you'll love to go. And finally, even if you are a deputy voter registrar, you got to get activated. Yesterday, I turned in eight more folks that I reg- signed up. Go down to the county, Harris County, downtown, and they wind up voting. They're too late. It's too late for the primaries, which are going on right now. But they are early and just in time for the elections in November. So we need everybody to get involved. So tomorrow, it's the launch of I Got Your Papers Right Here. The website is IGotYourPapersRightHere.com. Feel free to come by, read, read some poems as well. We'll have an open mic. And there'll be more activities that will link social media with mainstream media with community events. Pero lo tengo en mis manos Estoy muy duro, sí, ok, ahí vamos Y con el tiempo nos seguimos elevando Que seguimos rompiendo aquí Esta fiesta no tiene fin Botellas para arriba, sí Los tengo bailando, rompiendo y yo sigo aquí Que seguimos rompiendo aquí Esta fiesta no tiene fin Botellas para arriba, sí Los tengo bailando, rompiendo ¿Y dónde está mi gante? Me fue a ¿Y dónde está mi gante? I do want to let you know that tomorrow we will post the podcast of this show. If you want to listen to it again, maybe look up some references, share with the class, we will post it at... Nuestra Palabra, Latino Writers Having Their Say Facebook page. We have other shows up at www.nuestrapalabra.org. We don't have every show, and we don't have shows going further back than just a few months. However, we've got a bigger collection archived at the University of Houston Digital Library, and our hard copies of all the work that we've done these 20 years is kept at the Houston Public Library, Hispanic Archives downtown, We are approaching our 20th anniversary. Tomorrow is a special showcase promoting voting. You don't want to miss that. It's the launch of our initiative, I Got Your Papers, right here. You can find out more at IGotYourPapersHere.com. Hope to see all of you at Talento Building with Houston tomorrow night, 7 p.m., 333 South Jensen. And then our 20th anniversary showcase will be Wednesday, April 25th. Again, at Talento Building with the Houston, that will be 20 years to the day that we started. 
And what have we been doing all this time? Showcasing wonderful writers like Liana Valenzuela, who's joining us on the air. She's the author of Codex of Journeys, Bendito Camino, from Mouthfield Press in 2013. Her poetry has appeared in the Edinburgh Review, Indiana Review, Tiger Tail, Wisache, Borderlands, Drunken Boat, and other publications. She's held residencies at the Writers' Colony of Diary Hollow and the Vermont Studio Center. She's an award-winning translator of U.S. Latino writers such as, man, this is a list. Of course, most of them were banned in Arizona <laughs> during that terrible, terrible moment when the far right banned our history and culture. But she has translated Sandra Cisneros, Julia Alvarez, Denise Chavez, Dagoberto Gilb, Cristina Garcia, and many others. And I'm so blessed that this is an era of a renaissance where I can call many of those folks friends because they are intellectual giants. She's also the editor of Ahora Si, the Spanish publication of the Austin American Statesman, where she educates and informs our community, and an augural Canto Mundo fellow and a longtime Macondo Writers Workshop mentor. She's a Macondista, that's right. She writes poetry in English and Spanish, and she's on the air with us. Dear friend, dear amiga, ¿cómo estás? I think that means she's good, so I'm not sure if she can hear me. Possibly she cannot hear me right now. Liliana. Hi, Tony. Hola. Hey, hola. ¿Cómo Before I couldn't, <laughs> but now I can. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so much for calling in. I just read your bio, so... Please don't think that I didn't tell folks who you are, but we know we all know who you are because you are a giant among letters, and we, <laughs> we really love you you calling in to catch us up on on some of the you're doing so many cool things. I want to talk about ahora sí because that is something that people can tap into on a on a daily weekly basis. But I'm so happy right. to, to talk about your translation and and what you're working on now. So let's start with that. Tell us, folks, about okay. your, yeah, your latest translations. Yes. Um, well, uh, I translated a short story for Sandra Cisneros that is going to come out uh, soon by Saravant Books, and it's going to be an illustrated story. about. It's called Puro Amor, and it's a dual edition, English and Spanish, face-to-face, -face, and it has original artwork, illustrations by Sandra Cisneros, the first book. She's never done this way. And it's a, a story about Frida Kahlo and Diego Rivera and their menagerie of animals and pets and all the, you know, a very interesting uh, point of view of, of this particular story. And it's a beautiful story, and I'm really pleased to be a part of it. That really is so much fun. Just to just to read the work is is a fantastic experience. Let alone para interpretarlo, because you're doing it not just in a uh, very simple formal way. I love the whole idea of interpretar, like people take a guion or a script and, and pour their life into it too. Because there's some of that involved, right? It's not simply just picking one, right. what is one word in Spanish. Tell us about that. Maybe the complexity. Yeah. So it, it's, yeah, really like a recreation because you can't just translate literally word by word because you might be too static or rigid or it really doesn't sound very well. So you have to try to imagine it in the target language, in this case, of going from English into Spanish. 
and just recreate it in a way that strikes the reader just with the same freshness or originality or musicality of the original. And so that's the tricky part. You know, that's the art part of it. (laughs) And before that, I just translate, I mean, not just, but a couple years ago, I translated Sandra's memoir, um, A House of My Own, Una Casa Propia. And that's also really a fantastic book if you guys haven't checked it out. Uh, it's available in English and Spanish, and it's a collection of essays about her life as a writer and going from her childhood to uh, her youth and just forging a path to becoming a writer when she didn't know how to do that. So it's a, a beautiful edition, too, with lots of photographs. And, and what were some of the hard parts to translate? Because I imagine there may be some words or or, or cultural components, or maybe, like you said, you can find the right word, but but how do you? Yeah, I I know. Like in this puro amor, she's talking about all these different kinds of animals and the different sounds the animals make, and just in a very complex, convoluted sentence, really like a whole paragraph, and is to come up with the right equivalents and the verbs and make it all flow uh, in the same graceful way as she did it in the original. And then, of course, in like the memoir, where she's using blending English and Spanish and Tex-Mex and Spanish Spanish and English from Mexico City, some Nahuatl (laughs) words. Uh, so she's like really using so many different types of language, uh, dialect, different registers, and, and the way people speak to the different dialogue. And you really have to, you know, key in your ear to how would this person speak? How would they say this particular thing? Well, and if someone wants to get the job done right, there's only one person they can go to, a scholar, musician, intellectual, Latina like you, because... Oh, <laughs> you're sweet. <laughs> you're, you're hitting all those words to get to the soul, to get to the soul of the, of the piece as well. What are some guidelines? So, like, okay, so you're using, if, there, if Nawa appears, I guess you don't translate that, I suppose, and... And then the sp- <laughs> right because I usually do the span- the translations for her are into Mexican Spanish. So of course, Mexican <laughs> Spanish already includes a lot of those words. In other cases, when I've done translations for like Julia Alvarez, who's Dominican, I've had to consult with someone a Dominicano <laughs> uh, to find the correct terms that would be used at the time for the novel was taking place. So just kind of adapt it. Wow. You kind of have to be like a ventriloquist. <laughs> <laughs> An interpreter of, of cultures, too. Fascinante. I mean, there's just so many levels to it. Now, now yeah. are, are you working on a project right now for translation? Uh, well, I just did a few poems for Sandra Cisneros again. She was having a presentation in San Miguel de Allende. Um recently for February 14th, and so I translated like a dozen of her poems into Spanish, and so that was a lot of fun, and it's one of my favorite things to do, because her language is so rich and so beautiful, and she's always experimenting in each poem, it's something, she's doing something different, 
And so it's like, okay, trying to figure out, like, what is happening here and how can I best convey it wow. in Spanish. Wow. And then we work together because I do, like, a first draft and I run it by her. Some of them she likes right away and some of them we work together and it's like, well, this is not quite right. Let's, and just by talking about it and collaborating over the phone, we often come up with a much better solution that either one of us could come up with. And so that that's always a really fun process, too. Now, you you can't come on here and say, hey, I just got privy to some Sandra poems and translate them, and not give us a little sneak peek. So <laughs> can, can you give well, us some titles or topics? You didn't, <laughs> you didn't tell me to I, bring her poems. I, I wrote know. my poems. <laughs> I, know. Well, I, I tell you what, uh, are you ready to share a poem or two with us? Yeah. Excellent. Sure. Excellent. Yeah. And so I also write in English and Spanish and translate myself into Spanish. And then I have other people translate me into English because that's the direction that is hardest for, for me. Because mm. you usually go into your native tongue, in my case, Spanish. You know, in Mexico, I grew up, born and raised there. Uh, and especially for poetry, poetry is the hardest thing to translate and also jokes and, and uh, songs, that's like at the top, wow. you know? <laughs> so, yeah, I have one, a more recent one. It's called Fairy Dust. Mm. She looked at me, her eyes zigzagging. She felt herself seen, questioned, perhaps a woman protest sign between two bathrooms at the airport. No sign, no words just her presence on a Thursday morning in Charlotte, North Carolina. Her freely white dress, her white ties and white platform heels, very white hair and lacy dark eyebrows framing her mustache and beard. A person, a sign, a stand, an interrogation. She stood quietly, maybe waiting to use the restroom, not knowing which, not knowing how, calling our attention, declaring her right to exist. Wow. Love it. <laughs> A little surprise there in the middle. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, and of course, you know, with all the bathroom thing going in North Carolina and almost here in Texas, luckily it didn't come to pass here, but... Now, yeah, it was just one of those moments. You wrote that first in Spanish? No, I wrote that one in English. In English, and then I translated it into Spanish. Let's hear the Spanish version, if we may. I'm sorry. Well, I tell you, you read the poems you want. I'm sorry. You know, get us in we mandon. No, I said we mandon. But I'm fascinated, yeah, too, because you mentioned that you usually write your, your pieces. I thought I thought you said you wrote them first in Spanish, and then had them translated into English. What's fascinating to me is that that piece came to you in English first. And to me, it sounds like it has a U.S. sensibility. Is that fair to say? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I write many of, about half of my poems first in English. Okay. Because I've been here that long that now, you know, I've absorbed a lot of the uh, writers and influences on the sounds in the street and, and just, I think, in English a lot of the time now, so sometimes they come out in English. Do you dream in <laughs> English or Spanish? Both. Wow. Both. 
Yeah. Your muses, your yeah. muses have been now bilingual now for sure. <laughs> Sin duda. If you can dream of both. Well, and I didn't bring that one in particular in Spanish, but I can read you a bilingual poem. Every once in a while, uh, they'll come up out to I me in a bilingual way. I love it. So and, this one is And by the called, way, I'm resisting huh? talking about just that aspect. We could do a whole show, a whole hour, just on that aspect you just touched on. But I will resist, and I love it that we could just enjoy the poetry. So, adelante. Okay. It, and then I'll talk maybe about other things. But, okay, this one's called Darkness. Beats of sweat, rocio sobre tu piel de durazno. The difficult breathing of a good nightmare. Growing limbs, perfectly rolled lips, you mumble. Heart to heart, antidote to monstruos, canciones de cuna, big boy that you are. Los cochinitos, la muñeca fea, simple gifts. You mumble sweet nothings in your sleep. True cut, crespo y sudoroso, manitas toscas on your chest de angelito. Que Dios te bendiga ahora y siempre, mi niño bueno de la luna verde. Oh, I love it. I, I, I tell you what, if you have another poem, we have time. Uh, we have about four more minutes. Do you have another poem? Yes, I, I can read this one. And this one I uh, initially wrote it in, in Spanish, and then it was translated into English by somebody else. So it's called Epilogo, and it's the final poem in my poetry chapel called Codex of Journeys, Bendito Camino, that was published by Malfield Press in 2013. And it goes, Epilogo. Para el 1% de la población que te interesas por la poesía, que la lees, la interiorizas, la recitas, la cantas, la bebes, la compartes, la haces tuya, a ti te canto estas líneas, sin nada que las rescate del olvido, a no ser porque son tuyas, porque tú las inspiras y las mejoras con el contenido de tu mente y de tu alma. Las haces reverberar en tu experiencia única e irrepetible. Les das fuerza y vida. And then the English is postscript. To the 1% of the population who has an interest in poetry, who reads it, absorbs it, recites it, sings it, drinks it, shares it, makes it their own. To you I sing this line, with nothing to rescue them from oblivion, if it weren't that they are yours, because you inspire them and improve them with the depth of your mind, of your soul, so they reverberate in your experience, unique, unrepeatable. You give them strength. You keep them breath. I love well, that's a little more. example. No, that's wonderful. <laughs> and you, it is so. After having you explain how they are different, it is so beautiful to hear how they are each unique, but at the same time true, true to each other. We only have about two minutes left. I do want to give a shout out to Ahora Si, where your editor. Okay, such a great sure. Publication. Give us un poco de Ahora Si in the website. Yes, uh, you can find us at ahorasi.com. And also on Facebook and Twitter, we have a page. And it's the Spanish publication of the Austin American Statesman. 
and it's been in existence for about 13 years, and I've been with it for like seven years. I started as a reporter, writing in Spanish and sometimes in English for the Statesman, and I've been the editor for the past year, and I invite the audience to come check us out. I pueden ver nuestros artículos en español sobre la comunidad latina aquí en el centro de Texas and everything that's going on and that affects uh, Latinos in Central Texas, which is everything, of course, in you know, politics, education, immigration, entertainment. Um, so we try to cover a little bit of everything to uh, provide a service to the community that needs this information and, and inspiration. You, you really do a great job at it. We appreciate all the stories you've covered that help the community, and especially that you've helped so many of our causes. Un abrazote grande. Thank you so much for, for joining Igualmente, us. Igualmente, Tony, un placer. Gracias, mil gracias. Y un saludo a todos radio escuchas. Hello, everyone, and it's been a pleasure. Un abrazote grande. Hey, everyone, thanks for tuning in. This is Tony Diaz, Libre Traficante. And Malu, we're talking about Malu helping us on the board as well. Hey, everybody, have a See you next week. I'll see you tomorrow at Talento Believe in Houston, 7 p.m. Ciao. Party at Heights Theater from 12 noon to 6 p.m. Get your tickets now at theheightstheater.com. Proceeds will benefit your community radio station. You'll hear the music of award-winning singer-songwriter Ruthie Foster with her soulful mix of blues, folk, rock, and gospel. Kevin Russell, the dynamic force of nature behind the group Shiny Rips. Independent Texas songwriter Terry Hendricks with Lloyd Maines. Lisa Morales, who will sing beautiful lyrics in English and Spanish. The Peterson Brothers, who will bring you old school blues soul and funk and local favorite folk family revival generation radio will kick things off with a great set of world beats don't miss the kbfd birthday party sunday april 8th at the heights theater 339 west 19th street to get your tickets go to the heights theater.com or to reserve a vip suite call 713-526-4000 extension 314 kpft houston